0: Hello Bakersfield, I'm Audrey Gonzalez.
1: I'm Rachel Magnus.
0: I'm Jesus Gonzalez.
1: I'm Carla Barrientos.
0: And you're listening to Hello Bakersfield, the podcast that got a tiger by the tail. <laughs> it's playing. Wow, well, we got Andre of...
2: singing. <laughs> we
0: won't We won't be much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you get through with me, I can keep going.
2: Let's do it. Let's well, it.
0: we're losing weight and we're turning mighty pale Looks like we've got a tiger by the tail. Yeah. 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 Anyone anyone know who that is?
2: Of course I know who that is. (laughs) Let
0: the listeners know.
2: Buck Owens. Buck Owens.
0: Buck Owens. (laughs) Tiger by the tail, little Bakersfield sound in honor of our guest today. We have Brianna Nicole Young, actress, writer, and director.
3: Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me we're, on.
0: We're excited to have you on the show today, and we're going to get to you in just a few moments. Uh, but before we do so, we're going to check in with our gang here. Hello, team. Hello. Buenos dias. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to see uh, your highs and lows this week. And Carla, why don't you talk to us?
1: So my high this week is just things are going well. I'm enjoying summer. Lots of summer travel. Um, Where are you headed? Well, I've... Or
2: where have you been? So,
1: yeah, where have (laughs) I been? Right now I'm taking a little break. Um, Just like a lot of coastal trips. Um, Ventura, Huntington Beach, Santa Barbara. Um, Just getting away as much as I can. Um, It's so nice to just go over to the coast and have the energy of the ocean. um, Be outside. What is
2: your favorite like coastal town that's nearby? Like two to three hour drive.
1: Easily, hands down, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. The energy is just relaxed. Um, You know, it's not a, from the day to the night, it's not a place where you've got to get too dressed up. You can just kind of come as you are. It's very beachy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of fresh food and Right. I, but
2: then the proximity to like Los Angeles and Yeah, so if you and still you want like that urban and
1: Yeah, nightlife and yeah. you know fantastic world-class restaurants right there. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to kind of like bum it at the beach, you can. So that's been my high. Uh my low n- nothing nothing is too too rough. I mean, everything's been really good. I feel like the energy of summer, the heat even has been which is a, kind of a low, I feel like, for everyone. Yeah. I don't really mind it. I'm yeah. like, burn me up, Baker. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you it. Do, I don't know. Do this
2: humidity this week doesn't do good things for my hair. You know, I hate yeah. to be vain. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm with you on that. If it wasn't for my you know, twisted up braids that I have right now, mm-hmm. my hair would be in full 1970s afro. <laughs> it could <stads>. be fabulous.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, that would probably be my low, but I don't mind it like, Give me everyone's pool, Jesus. I'll be heading over to your oh house. Gosh. I'm just pool hopping from mine to everyone else's. So if you've got Let's a pool get it available. Started.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm coming <laughs> gotta gotta is that your high, Jesus? <laughs> well, I don't know. I have so many highs, you guys. I feel wow. like I'm just yes. walking on a cloud. <laughs> look at like you, walking on sunshine. I just do peachy. I feel like um summer has been so awesome for me and I'm just trying to, you know, uh start the new fiscal year with a positive attitude. Fiscal year. A fiscal year for um Uh, you know, it starts over July 1st in the business world, um, and so it's where you can start fresh and um, attain those financial so do goals. Did
2: you make fiscal year resolutions? <laughs> <laughs>
4: did you I did. Actually, resolution? I did. <laughs> Nobody
0: in the real world thinks about their life in terms of a fiscal year. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm
4: a man of many, many.
2: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm totally a sucker for any opportunity to like a fresh start every day. Yes, Monday.
1: yes right? this is going to be yes. the week. It's, it's way. a new day. Yes. <laughs> you have your
0: calendar year, <laughs> your birth year, your fiscal year. Jewish New Year. Your federal yes. fiscal year. <laughs> yeah.
4: Hey, every day is a new day, you know? It's true. You, uh, they say you only live once, but you actually live every day. You die once. So take that to the grave. Wow. 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 T- <laughs> hitting us with the
2: quotes. <laughs> Real Housewives tagline. Right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, no. But I'm excited to be Deep here moments uh, with, with you guys. Yeah. I don't really have a low, honestly.
2: Gosh, you guys and your no lows. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to bring us a low? No, no lows. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's hear it.
2: No, I just, um, I mentioned on the podcast, but, um, you know, fall is such a busy time and I have, my list is just growing and growing and it is exciting though. I mean, it. it It ultimately is a high because I'm working on some really cool projects, some really cool exhibitions, but it is like I'm having to be very task minded, which is not my like neutral. You know, I like to be a little more dreamy and um, creative. And so when I have to maintain to my list, it's like I feel like I'm. Imprisoned. And oh, so you're <laughs>
1: ticking boxes right now. You've got oh, your to do's. And... Which
2: re- feels really, really good. And I am always a list maker, but you know, it's sometimes pretty like. Does
1: that floaty. affect your creative Yeah, process, whimsical Rachel. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, well, and this is like the administrative side of my job that, you know, it's like I got to do all the creative stuff. I got to um, come up with concepts for exhibits, come up with the concept of events, and then now I'm at the point point make. Shit happen, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'm doing that, and and but definite high. I'm um, getting in a car right after we record this podcast and heading to Vegas for a dear friend's bachelorette. Uh, it's definitely wedding season in my life. I've got um, mini weddings, bachelorettes, bridal parties, and even baby showers. It's it's
1: all the seasons right now, so the it's fun to celebrate love. all those oh. things. And looking forward to a weekend with some girlfriends. I can't wait to hear about the Bachelorette party. I know Vegas is always a very calm, relaxing, peaceful town. Totally, isn't it? (laughs) No partying. No. Absolutely no drinking. Uh Uh-uh. So I just can't wait to hear about, you know, your relaxing spa (laughs) (laughs) weekend.
2: I would love spa weekend. But what I'm looking forward to in Vegas, I'm going to see Gwen Stefani, who I haven't seen since um, she was... I saw her... um, when she performed solo here in Bakersfield at um, Bank Arena, and I also saw her with No Doubt, but it'll be fun to see her, um, you know, as a mature adult. I'm calling myself that, not her.
1: And, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure that shit is going to be bananas. <laughs> oh, I think it will
2: be. Yes, I'm super excited. I, I, Gwen was my like total idol as a high school girl. Like I had my whole back of my closet door covered in Gwen Stefani. Oh, wow. She's always been a style <gasps> icon oh, to me. Goodness. So it's, yeah, it'll be fun. Looking forward to it.
4: I want to see pictures,
0: Rachel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'll see some on the Instagram. Close friends, close friends. (laughs) Andre, what's going on with you?
0: Uh, I just got back from Washington, D.C. I was at a conference um, on homelessness uh, for the last four days and it was very productive. I learned a lot. You know, the the issue of homelessness is a big issue in Bakersfield, but it's also an issue up and down the West Coast and all throughout the country, in fact. And so um, there are people who are working on the front lines to address the issue in various different levels um, all throughout the country. And it was interesting to hear their perspectives and some of the strategies that they're uh, implementing. But th- there's no doubt that this issue is very complex and it's very deep and it's hard work. Uh, it can be very expensive to try to move people out of homelessness um, given the number of services that, that they need, uh, and the fact that everyone needs um, you know affordable housing and, and that is not cheap. Um, but it is definitely um, an issue that we locally have to get a handle on. And so I've been working with uh, a lot of my colleagues, people in the city to address that issue. So it's been a really good week for me in terms of learning and really deepening my understanding of the complexity of the issues and trying trying to forge forward in solutions. Even given all the noise out there of how yeah. frustrated people are, and people just want something done today, and unfortunately, I—I I mean, I want something done yesterday. But yeah. um, sometimes the best solutions and approaches aren't necessarily fast and easy. It, it takes time, it takes planning, and we have to get it right. So, um, it is a frustrating time for lots of people. But we gotta—we are working on stuff, and it's hard for people to hear that. And I get it. But we keep moving forward. So I'm, I'm encouraged that the ball is rolling. Yeah,
4: I am too. I think it's really cool that you went up to Washington, D.C. Um, I actually experienced uh, as, as someone who was in my community who was homeless the other day. And it is, I think, a growing issue for Bakersfield. So it's really nice to see that something is being done about it and that there's planning in the works Yeah, you know, um, it's, for it's that. It's
1: a difficult situation because every large city has home most have a homelessness problem Mm -hmm. and I think because Bakersfield has always been um, a large city but with a small town feel and we do have more homeless than we've had before it's it's almost more difficult for us you know because it hasn't been the norm Um, so it's it's been difficult so getting those you know those solutions and bringing them back and I've got full faith in you, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's you not just me. There are a lot of
0: people, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But you know, we are very fortunate to have um, the Kern County Homeless Collaborative, which is a, a, a collaboration of, of lots of different agencies and the government nonprofit organizations who are working together and have been working together for years. I mean, for for well over a decade um, to address the local needs as it relates to homelessness. And they've done a tremendous job. And in fact, they've been able to effectively reduce homelessness in our community over the years. And um, those who are chronically homeless, they've been able to really address that issue and reduce that number. The problem is that no matter how effective they are at reducing the number of people who are homeless on the streets or, or building their capacity and effectiveness, that the overall issue statewide continues to grow. And there, there, there's that inflow of people who are coming uh, from different places and who are becoming homeless or finding themselves homeless. Uh, and that number has just grown tremendously. So despite the fact that the collaborative and local people are working harder than ever before and being more effective, um, the problem just continues to grow. Um, at no one's fault, but because of, you know, external forces. And so, you know, there's a lot, in locally it's a lot of substance abuse issues and a lot of um, issues um, r- related to uh, mental health, behavioral health, uh, that are contributing to the, the um, issue that we are experiencing here. Whereas in Santa Barbara, for example, 40% of those who are um, homeless, experiencing homelessness in Santa Barbara, actually are fully employed.
1: Wow wow that's hard they're there.
0: working people who are who cannot afford the housing, so it's a it's an affordability issue there, and so you're seeing that in more and more places in in the state of California so anyway, a lot there, um Big but topic. we continue to work mm-hmm. on it, and we're I'm thankful that we have lots of people who are very very smart and very very caring and passionate. Um, you know, Stephen Pells at the Housing Authority, Lewis Gill, at the, the Homeless Center, Carlos Baldovinas at the Mission, Jim Wheeler at Flood Ministries, all these people, Deb Johnson. I mean, all these people who are really smart and really caring and really on top of it, and they're working as hard as they can. And so it's time for, I, I believe that, you know, as a city councilman, that the city, uh, you know, become a bigger player, and we've been working on that over the last year. So... That's sort of my high. Yeah. Did you
1: did you get a chance while you were in DC to check out your future house, <laughs> the white one, the, presidential. The, big white one? Yeah. Yeah. the big white one? Yeah,
0: well, the current occupant wasn't very uh, <laughs> welcoming, but
4: uh, but yeah, <laughs> I
0: passed by there a couple
4: but times. But I did see um, that at the conference you're at, there were some pretty big names there. I saw Elizabeth Warren was there. Um, there was also a few. Um, the names are slipping, but could you tell us a little bit more about some of the speakers that you got to hear?
0: Yeah, I mean, there were lots of different sessions. And, um, uh, you know, I I actually, the biggest takeaway for me was just hearing from the practitioners at the local level. Uh, So I heard from people everywhere from Philadelphia to Seattle, um, of course, places in California, and, and looking at Kind of how they view the issue and their specific responses, and okay. there are lots of different models out there when yeah. it comes to homelessness, especially at the local community, and kind of what shelters look like what um, what strategies there are to move people from shelters or from the streets into permanent housing and you know the the main takeaway that i that I received is that it's all about housing you have to yeah. get in you have to get people into housing. Emergency shelters are important, but that's not where people should end up, and that's not where the story ends. Once they're in shelter, you have to move them then into permanent housing. And some people argue, well, you know, they're still using drugs, or they may still deal with an addiction, or they're not ready for housing. But what all the research has shown and what what, what has been proven to be effective is that if you move people into housing, uh, you do that first. And then you can wrap around services. You can get them all the supports that they need, uh, and that is more of an effective strategy than if you hold them um, in some shelter um, or some interim step and make them sort of work for it, or you know, hold them off until that you deem them qualified or worthy yeah. of housing. You got to get them into permanent housing first. And, and so that- we we so locally we have a challenge because. We're working on a low barrier shelter, another emergency shelter, because we need That's it. The one on Q Street. Well, Q Street is one of the ideas uh, at Lowell Park, which has been, you know, a bit a bit of controversy because, mm-hmm. um, quite frankly, um, there are a lot of people who don't want a homeless shelter in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of nimby's, not in my backyard, people, and I get it. I understand. If I owned property, I wouldn't necessarily want uh on q three I wouldn't want that as well and but the the fact is no matter where we put a shelter uh there will always be people who will oppose it because of their own you know specific yeah. interests well,
2: it has to be accessible right. you, know, you can't just put <clears throat> it out
0: you in the, know in the outskirts
2: yeah. of the community and expect that it's going to be useful
0: yeah, you're right because it's um, it has to be accessible people won't use it if if it's out if it's in the outskirts yeah. they won't go there or they won't stay there and so anyway there's a lot of different interesting in- interesting nuances when you start talking about homelessness I mean another you maybe think of another point you know the homeless individuals are people and people Absolutely. live in uh, community right Absolutely. and so there is a community of people and 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 you know people experiencing homelessness build relationships with one another they build uh, friendships they have their own you know <clears throat> sort of culture and uh, practices and uh, they build that relationship and so sometimes the challenge becomes once you move people out of their environment that they're used to, and they've built those relationships and that social network, um, they've become a detached and isolated. And so that that sense of community and building that sense of um, relationship with others is also important. Because if you don't, um, you can see someone backslide and, back, and find themselves back into the homelessness. Because again, they're human beings. They they like all of us. We all have our own circles of Absolutely. friends and family, and relationships that we need uh, that make our lives, um, worth it, right? And uh, valuable. And so they're they're the same way. And so we we have a lot of work to do, and there's um, unfortunately not a lot of time to do yeah. it. But but uh, again, I'm thankful that there are a lot of people out there working. Mm-hmm. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
4: hard one to come back from. It right? is Obviously, a hard one like, Well,
2: and I feel like I was talking about Vegas and then we go into homelessness. <laughs> like, god. I um we had a transition Andre.
0: Yeah. Well, I did but take I, talk- did take a break. I did yeah. take a break uh while I was in DC and it so happened that um John Mayer was playing.
2: I'm so jealous. Concert, <laughs> so I did get
0: to go see John Mayer uh, one night at and the your Capital first time One. Seeing him, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was and fun. Where was he playing? At uh, the Capital One uh, Arena. Okay, right in, in DC. So that was fun.
1: It's great. He's fantastic.
0: No, it was an awesome concert. And you know, I to be honest with you, the now, visuals
1: I'm, looked really cool. Oh, yeah. It was
0: yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And I, I'm not the biggest John Mayer fan. I'll be honest, but. I, I know, but
1: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the friend I was I with it. is is a huge uh, John Mayer fan, so it was good. It was a good concert. I'm now a big John Mayer fan. Oh, there you awesome. go, John Mayer.
4: Whenever you want to come on the podcast, you have a <laughs> super fan over come here.
0: On down. <laughs> okay, that was highs and lows. Uh, All right. <laughs> okay. uh, well, our next segment will. Um, be our special guest we're gonna <laughs> yeah we are going to introduce our uh
4: next guest um her name is brianna nicole young She is an actress writer director and producer um brianna was born and raised in bakersfield and she actually started uh acting in school plays growing up and then attended the santa clarita school of performing arts um she landed her first commercial in print um agent at the age of 14, and since then she's been acting, modeling, and um, singing in bands, and most recently producing films. Um, She went to the Los Angeles School for Screenwriting and Directing, um, and she's directed music videos, short films, web series, and now at 24 years old, her first feature-length film, Bloomfield, which is set to premiere this Christmas. Um, She's also working on another really big project, uh, just between the two of us, and we're here to talk to her a little bit more about uh, this exciting project and um, and Bakersfield and what they have to do with each other.
3: I know. Thank you so much for having me on, and especially getting Bakersfield support would really mean the world to me. I mean, I was born and raised here, so um, this story really resonates with me.
4: Tell us a little bit more about um, this new project you're working on just between the two of us. Tell us a little bit more about the story and why it's important that you're scouting locations and using local actors.
3: Well, it's just there's so much talent that comes out of Bakersfield. Bakersfield is known to produce a lot of great music, a lot of great actors, um, and then also the authenticity that Bakersfield has to offer with its locations. So unfortunately, a lot of these famous honky-tonks that Buck Owens and Bonnie Owens and Merle Haggard would play at they're all closed down they've all been torn down so
2: unfortunate
3: i know and i know i think Trout's was the last one mm-hmm. to stay alive and we were thinking about oh you know maybe we can film there but it's gutted on the inside is it it's gutted so it's it's hard and so now we're we're on the lookout and i know that we want to change Um, I think it's on 18th Street, Woolworths, Uh in the Crest building. So like, we want to change that whole corner back to its original state in like the 1950s. So we're throwing in vintage vehicles. We're throwing in vintage extras. We're changing the window displays.
2: Very cool.
3: That's going to be an expensive day.
2: Now, (laughs) the story that you're telling is you're focusing on Bonnie Owens. Absolutely. And I... Can, I've always thought she should be that? This should be story should be told because nobody really talks about like she she was married to Buck and married to Merle and yes. what was her story? Like I mean, maybe other generations do know more about her, but I'm fascinated by this. So, what have you learned in like your research and exactly. like what inspired you to tell this story?
3: Well, so it's funny. Um, I actually first heard Bonnie's music um, back in like 2012. It was her song, A Dear John Letter. That she co wrote with Fuzzy Owen. And this song, I just, I've always, you know, heard country music now and I'm like, oh, you know, it wasn't really my scene back then. But when I heard the older country sound, I was like, wow, that really stuck with me. So I was a fan of Bonnie's music for many years and recently, you know, graduating film school. And um, there was just something, I was listening to her song one day and I was like, I, I just Googled her. I just Googled her and I went on her Wikipedia. And it said that she was married to Buck Owens and Merle Haggard. And I was like, wait, yeah, stop everything. What? What? At what time? And so it just led me to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And this woman has an extraordinary story. This woman went through a lot of hardships and a lot of trials and errors. And um, she just really paved the way for country um, female singers now. Um, And she just really created her own sound and just working with buck owens and merle haggard and fuzzy owen she was the glue for these guys yeah she really was and they were all like family um
2: and what it's the right time to tell this story too i mean there's so much love for the bakersfield sound and then like the feminine voice Mm -hmm. so it's like bravo to you for like and you know there's been
3: talks about a buck owens movie there's been many talks about merle haggard movies but you know there's, there's never been one about bonnie and so when i was Thinking about this project, I was like, "Well, no one else is going to make this movie. Get on it! (laughs) No one else is." So I I just truly felt like it's it's my duty. I mean, I this woman really deserves her story to be told.
2: Yeah, Brianna, I want to hear a little bit about like how you ended up where you are. You're only 24, and Mm -hmm. you've done so much. Like, what was? What was your childhood like and how did you end up studying film? And You know, I kind of remember my childhood
3: kind of very like dreamlike. You know, I grew up here in Bakersfield on the east side. So my childhoods are like running through sprinklers to stay cool, um, going to the local swimming pools. I just remember a lot of hot summers and riding my bikes and just being a kid. Um, And I actually ended up starting to write like amateur novels in like eighth grade
2: Wow. Stuff that I've always I never, been an
3: overachiever. You know,
2: I, was like, <laughs> I would
3: show my mom, and I'd be like, "Hey, mom, what do you think of this?" So I was really writing novels for my mom, and she, you know, she was like, "Oh, these are great!" And she would give me notes, and I kind of stopped writing for a while, and I was going to Los Angeles to focus on acting. Um, acting has always been a passion of mine. I grew up going um, to like theaters, and um, I really got involved with that in school. So when I was down in Los Angeles, I was just focusing on that, and then one day I, I just I wanted to tell stories, mm-hmm. um, and I started writing again, and I realized, wow, this is my passion. Like this really gets me going. Like I love acting, mm-hmm. I love acting, but writing and actually producing content that 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 really gives me a fulfillment. A, f- yeah. a fulfillment. So.
4: What is that process like? Um, you have this idea, you want to create this movie here in Bakersfield. Um, what is it like trying to get that finance, have someone kind of back the project? What was that experience like?
3: So that is something that takes a lot of work. Um, and this is something that's been in the making for the past 10 months. Oh, wow. And I've been working with a lot of people. Um, and it comes with like when produ like other investors come on board, you know they want to have a say in things, and of course you want to cater to them, but you also want to stay accurate to the story
2: mm-hmm. and your story and your intention. and, 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 and yeah.
3: exactly. And I really want to focus on how Bonnie was um, a female struggling in a male dominated industry. Bonnie really. Um, she really paved a way for herself when many other women weren't doing that in her time. She really um, demanded a voice for herself. Mm -hmm. So um, right now we are doing the open casting and we're hoping to find a lot of talent. We're hoping to find a lot of people to bring on and we're going to start creating like movie posters, trailers, and this way I'm hoping to get Bakersfield's involvement. So really getting like, Local um, businesses involved, um, local musicians. So it's it's really just going to be like an all-in Bakersfield project.
2: So have you started filming? Any no, of it? no, no.
3: We're going to be filming spring two thousand twenty, and
2: will will all oh. be shot in Bakersfield. It or will studio. It
3: will all be shot in Bakersfield around Bakersfield. That's awesome. So we're looking at Kernville. We're looking at Taft. We're looking at Shafter.
2: And how accurate? Like how historical is the film going to be?
3: I want it to be as accurate as possible. But of course, we know what happened. We, we know, know dates in fact. We you know, know dates in fact. We know the conversations
2: in the bedrooms. We know and- this
3: happened and this happened and this happened, but we don't know exactly. We don't know the dialogue. We don't know the actual physical exchanges that carried on and there was a lot of backstage stuff that yeah. mm-hmm. will never leave backstage. Yeah. yeah. So I am
2: you as a writer. That's like juicy, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And you know,
3: I really want to go some places and take the story some places because I know what my viewer wants. I know what my viewer is expecting. Yeah, but um, I do have to stay respectful of the families. um,
4: What's their involvement like? Do they get any say in kind of shaping the characters and maybe giving a little bit more insight into how these people were
3: in Hollywood? They wouldn't. They would barely get squat. But oh,
4: really?
3: oh. I'm I was born and raised here in Bakersfield and then the families, they were born and raised here in Bakersfield, yeah. and I'm talking about Bucks, Bucks and Bonnie's kids. Yeah. yeah. Um Buddy and Mike, um, I really respect them. I actually went down to Arizona recently to have a meeting with them, and they are just the nicest, most humble guys. And they just really want this story to be accurate. So I'm working really hard for them right now.
1: So they're giving you those backstories where you can take your writing there, but, you know, with some of that context, you know, from from the actual their actual kids. They've told me
3: stories that I wouldn't have been able to ever find out. So um, they grew up with Bonnie and Merle. Um, Merle was in their life as their stepfather, and they really view him as a very close father figure as well. So just the whole, all of so them good. were just, <laughs> so, so it really was like Merle was raising Buck's kids yeah. yeah, and he's quoted as saying that. So it's, it's all, it's all very interesting, very tight knit, mm-hmm. a lot of feelings. Involved. So do you live
2: in Bakersfield primarily? Or are you still in LA?
3: I'm in Los Angeles yeah. and I actually just moved out to. Santa Clarita. I'm in okay. the Santa Clarita Mountains now. Oh, wow. So I went from downtown Los Angeles to Santa Clarita Mountains. I'm like...
1: That's a huge difference. I, yeah. I,
3: I'm on like 12 acres and I saw a tarantula on my porch the other day and I was like, oh, hi little guy. Okay, I'm just going to go inside and pretend like you don't exist.
1: Well, downtown LA there's some things going on there there's, and then to go you know... It, it's a huge
3: difference but um, I really did this for the movie and so I can focus on my work and really um, trying to create the best possible so is this your story project
2: right now. This is, yeah.
1: That is really cool. Do you plan on, I know you, you said your passion is acting. You love acting. Do you plan on maybe being an actor in the movie? Um, some way, you know, some role. Yes. <laughs> are, you,
2: are you Bonnie?
0: I
3: I am the young Bonnie. Um, We have a little Bonnie that's going to be around eight years old. Um, I am so ecstatic that I'm going to be playing like the 17 year old to around the 30, 35 year old. Um, we might be aging
2: me with special effects, but we are casting for an older Bonnie. Awesome. Yeah, I saw some, when I'm doing my research, saw some photos of you in like old-fashioned vintage looking, and I was like, I could totally see this. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It'll be great to have a local Bakersfield girl playing Bonnie Owens. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited you're doing this project. I can't wait to see. What's the timeline on it? When When can we expect it? We can expect it
3: in 2020.
2: Wow. Oh, wow. I would have clear. thought it would be far, farther out than
3: that. I would say end of 2020 um, if I self-distribute. Okay. But okay. if it's going to be, I don't know, 20th Century Fox picks us up, I mean, probably 2021.
2: And was, um, was it Bloomsfield? Bloomfield. Bloomfield. Was that um, self-released? or?
3: That hasn't been released yet. Oh, it it's going to be okay. dropping this Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is a Christmas horror film. And yes. you did some shooting in <laughs>
1: Kernville for that, right? Yes, okay. yeah.
3: We shot it um, actually locally um, here in Bakersfield and Kernville. Oh, wow. So Kernville was our main location. Um, it was it was just awesome. We would be running around looking for vintage vehicles and say, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And they would come and park their car. And it's just, you never know what you might get if you just ask.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. that is so So true. that's
3: been my greatest virtue is really just like, don't be scared to ask.
0: Where can our listeners uh, learn more about you or keep up with you? My Instagram. Okay, what (laughs) is it?
3: Um, Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. And what's your handle? My handle is uh, Brianna Nicole Young.
0: Okay. And then uh, last question, Uh, do you need... uh, or do you have a role for a, a 6'2", dark like a Latino male?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you heard us from Buck Owen singing at the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: I can be a Latino Buck go- Owen. Oh. <laughs> I, I
3: literally thought, wait, is Buck in the room right
0: <laughs> now? <laughs> I get that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's hey, Bri- Brianna, thank you so much for being our guest today and for coming on the Hello Bakersfield podcast. Thank you. And before you leave, we want to move on to our next segment, and it's called 73 Questions Inspired by Vogue 73 Questions. And so, in this round, I'm going to put on my um, alarm clock here, and we're going to only take about five minutes. And we're going to go around in a lightning round and ask you random questions, and we need you to respond as quickly as possible. Ah! We want, okay. we want to first get First
2: instinct. First instinct. Okay, we, got want,
0: it. we want honest and raw and not manufactured. Okay.
2: okay. I'm an open so, book. hold
0: on. Let me just put You it on have my... been
2: very composed. So oh. let's <laughs> try to break that a little
0: <laughs> <laughs> bit. No, down. we wouldn't want to do that to you. <laughs> Rachel will start, then Jesus, Carla, and then me. And we'll begin now.
2: Best vacation you've ever taken?
1: Disneyland.
4: If you could travel back in time to speak with one historical figure, who would it be?
1: Bonnie Owens. What's one ridiculous thing you absolutely love?
3: Anime, but I don't watch it as much anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is your power color?
3: Red.
4: What is a bad habit of yours?
3: Biting my nails. Last show you
1: binge watched?
3: I love TV and I'm not watching enough TV right now. Oh, I'm Big Little Lies. I'm trying to keep up with that. Big
0: Little Lies. What will they say in your eulogy?
2: She was passionate. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? Morning.
4: Favorite brunch item? Scrambled
3: eggs. Favorite movie? Oh, I was just between the two of us came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. But um I would say walk the line.
0: Favorite Bakersfield neighborhood?
3: Oh, downtown.
2: Favorite season? Fall.
0: Best season.
4: Oh, what <laughs> <laughs> um what makes you laugh, no
0: matter what
3: my friends
0: oh, funniest joke you've heard it doesn't have to be clean
3: <laughs> oh gosh i'm i'm ter- I'm God, not funny and i'm terrible mind. with jokes <laughs> 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 Who's-
0: next? Wait, I'm sorry i didn't hear that
3: <laughs> i'm I'm not funny and i I don't know any jokes i don't okay. I don't look into jokes who was your childhood crush? I would say Aladdin from...
4: Yes. Okay. You're yeah. a Disney girl.
1: Like I, I am that. a Disney girl. girl. <laughs>
4: um, do you have any hidden talents?
3: No. No, I don't think so. Conquering
1: the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is Bakersfield's best kept secret? Like place, person, event... Music, whatever.
3: I would say their best kept secret, I mean, is is honestly the Bakersfield sound. There, There's a lot of secrets, secrets in that world.
0: Describe the perfect party.
3: Mad tea party. <laughs> How do you like to spend your birthday? Disneyland. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I really do spend all my birthdays at Disneyland.
4: <laughs> Who is your biggest supporter?
3: My mom. If you could have a billboard, what would it say? Just between the two of us. (laughs) Coming out 2021.
0: (laughs) Favorite comfort food?
3: Oh, bean and cheese burritos.
2: What's your astrological
3: sign? I'm an Aries. When's your birthday? April 14th. Do you
4: have a most memorable memory in Bakersfield?
3: I... The first thing that came to my mind was just, I guess, running running around my front yard, and the sprinklers and the sprinklers, and just being a kid.
1: What's your favorite song or favorite musician?
3: Bonnie Owens, "Stop the World and Let Me Off."
0: Favorite quote:
3: Bonnie said um, about Buck and Merle. She said, "You know, I didn't know that they were going to be superstars. I just, I just knew that it was a special time." That Yeah, that, that it was just a special time and that she didn't know they were going to be stars.
2: What is the worst job you ever had?
3: Oh, God, I worked at a yogurt place.
4: <laughs> um, what is an experience you think every person should have?
3: Ooh, put their toes in the sand.
1: What are you craving right
3: now? Location
0: scouting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when you were in school... Hot lunch or sack lunch? Hot. Okay.
2: What has influenced you the most in pursuing your current career? Wanting to have
4: a
3: voice in um, in female strong role models. I want to tell stories.
0: That's all I got, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, it's time. Uh, Very good. 33 questions answered. Congratulations. That's good. Yeah, very good. good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this was uh, a very good interview. Thank you so much, Brianna and Nicole Young, for being again on the Hello Bakersfield podcast.
3: It was a pleasure to meet you. It it was wonderful meeting all of you guys. Thank you guys so much for having (laughs) me on.
0: And we can't wait for the premiere of uh, your movie in Bakersfield. (laughs) That's right. Which (laughs) one?
4: <laughs> but, Several
0: premieres Hopefully more to come Thank yeah. you And uh, we want to thank All the listeners For again listening to The Hello Bakersfield podcast A special thanks To Brian Boozer At OM Studios For producing today's show For the board of directors Of The Hub of Bakersfield Who is sponsoring this project And Hate Drugs For our opening theme music uh, Until next time Bye Bakersfield Bye bye Adios
1: Bye, Bakersfield. Thank you for having me on.